Welcome to Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy, where we talk social media marketing, all things business, and inspiration. And now your host, Alaska Tracy. Welcome, everybody, to Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. So grateful that you're here for this episode. We have a wonderful guest today, Nicholas Nick. Coriano and Nick is joining us from Connecticut. Welcome, Nick. Hey guys, hi all the listeners. I'm excited to be here. Excited, excited to be talking to Tracy, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for being on the show today. Uh, we're doing something different, Nick and I. We're he's kind of a little bit. You're more techy than I am. I'm a little bit more social savvy, uh, but today I am. I hit the record button on our Zoom, my Zoom platform, and Nick, you use Zoom as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're on Zoom. We're on we're Zoom. We're videotaping it. Yeah, we're videotaping. So hopefully, we can take this to our both of our YouTube channels as well. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't think I had to get dressed up, but if, yeah, if you watch my <laughs> if you watch my vlog, I'm in, I'm like this all the time. People are always asking, should you wear a tie i'm like why you're home shooting a video you don't need to put a tie on for that i know i'm in my office away from home and somebody just told me how tired i looked so i just put a little lipstick oh man put oh. Oh, kick that guy out of the house somebody who peeked into that? my office and said oh you look so tired and i'm like nope i'm not buying into that <laughs> so anyways nick is a finance professional uh i'm just glancing at nick's uh uh, bio that you sent over to me. You were a former Wall Street executive and you're currently a consultant to clients on five continents. That's really exciting. Uh, looks like you're a finance guy. <laughs> and I, I believe the reason that you got a hold of me or found me was you have a new book out. Yeah, I do. I just published a book on uh, Amazon, it's an ebook. Congratulations. The rules to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So this is an ebook. Yeah, it's an ebook. Um, published it. It was a long time coming. I uh, always dreamed of publishing a book and had a vision of publishing a book, and you know, finally just sat down and actually collected the book that I already published. You know, in today's day and age, the new generation. If you're blogging, you know, I think blogging is very underutilized. If you're not blogging, you should be blogging or vlogging or producing, creating something um and i had been blogging for about five years and i realized i had a book already so i put together all my content um reworked it and put together a book and it's just tips on you know how i how i live my life and the things that have worked for me in times when it's been hard as an entrepreneur and really just in life so i go over a lot of smart things in the book well one of them is my six rules to life um so three things you don't need fear doubt and indecision those are the three things you have to eliminate from your life, fear, doubt, and indecision, and the three things you need, belief, desire, and a plan. And I kind of put those rules around almost everything I do and any kind of entrepreneurial venture I tackle. And those are some of the kind of things. And also kind of how to set smart goals. There's other things in the book, but um, yeah, that's why I'm here. I, I, that's why I reached out to you was uh, to see if I can get some um, airtime on the book and to make a connection. You know, social media is great to you know, sometimes you meet somebody to do one thing and all of a sudden, you know, there's you guys, there's a lot of like-minded people. You can find people that are very like-minded on the internet, which is fantastic for business building. Like-minded and different strengths, different skill set. Like already, yeah. 
I, I told Nick about doing the, putting this on YouTube. Hopefully this will record our video so that we can put it on YouTube. And then he took it one step further and was like, oh, you can cut pieces of it. You can go to Fiverr and have somebody transcribe the whole podcast and on and on and repurpose all this content over and over and over. I mean, it's endless. Yeah, if you think if you think about it, you know, I was thinking about this last night. Um, in America, we have uh, I forgot who he was, but he would run a, a telethon on TV every Christmas. I forgot Jerry. Jerry, um, I forgot, but it was for a charity, and he would. Oh, he, uh, Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yes. Jerry yes. Lewis, right? Yes. So he and I realized that in that forty-eight hours, what he did was produce. 48 hours of content like that's a lot of content and back then it was even more right um now you can produce content a lot easier but um you know that was a guy that you know throughout the year you saw that content some way shape or form and that content was being used and then later on you could license that content um out again so i'm, I'm infatuated with content production uh, the internet in general the internet and getting hits in general i built an e-commerce business online um I have videos online. I show show everyone how I uh, took it to over six figures on Amazon, buying and selling goods. I buy land all over the country, and my focus is to sell it online. So I'm very focused on this idea of building a catalog of goods or services that people will find online, whether it's through a podcast or a vlog or a post. Um, yeah, that's 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 really interesting to me. So let's back up a little bit. Can you, can you tell us, me and the listeners, how you started with your business, Homescape? How that came um, to be? If you've had any challenges or struggles along the way, what's been your motivation and vision? Yeah, so my, my vision has always been to build a big company, employ a lot of people, eventually get to a place where I can be a philanthropist, where I guess philanthropize along the way, right? Give back along the way. Um, and I started Homescape LLC in 2006. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I'm the guy who sold lemonade when I was a kid. I, had, I was selling candy in eighth grade. I played my first stock market grant game in eighth grade. That was very transformative in my life. I thought I wanted to be a CEO my whole life. I thought I wanted to be a, a bank CEO. So after, after school, there was a, a little bit of a blur period there where I partied, <laughs> but I went back to school. I got my finance degree and I got an internship at Merrill Lynch. And after that, I went to the New York Stock Exchange. And when I got there, I realized I hated my job. I just, I hated it. And this whole vision of my life till I was 26, 27, I had this one vision of my life since I was in eighth grade. I wanted to be the CEO of a bank. And when I got there, I was miserable. I wanted to bang my head against the desk. And I was like, this is not for me. So I had a pivotal point there in my career. I was going to law school to, to facilitate that. And really in law school was when I, I stopped lying to myself and said, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Right before I went to law school, I started Homescape LLC, which was in 2006. That's the company I run now. And um, yeah, the trials and tribulations were many. So we started, uh, you know, a water company that didn't do well. That would that was struggled. A water uh, company, like yeah, a so we, utility company. So no, a water like like a water bottled water company. Okay, I'm like. Although although it's funny you say utility because when I think of projects and I say I'm going to start a water company, I don't define it to myself on purpose to see what 
will transpire. So it could be a water company, a water utility company, it could be a water bottling company, right? It could be a white water rafting company. I don't know what has, it's gonna have something to do with water. But our thing was, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't have access to clean water. Um, it's a problem, you know, that's how we saw it. So we set out to strive to solve that problem at Agua. Um, and it's A-A-G-W-A-T-T, if anyone wants to go check it out. We're kind of in a resuscitation mode there. We're taking a little break to, you know, but we, we made a lot of mistakes. We ordered 100,000 bottles. We raised money too early. We, uh, we raised $50,000 from investors way too early. We didn't know what we were doing there. Um, you know, we, we went, I went to Michigan with my partner and I was bottling water. I'm a law school graduate. They're bottling water, you know. <laughs> so we did things that in out of order. Like we didn't focus on sales early on. You know, we focused more on production and marketing. So we learned a lot there in that business. Um, but my mistakes have been, I, I like to say fail fast. So the, the fastest way, you know, all my successes have been because of my thousand mistakes. Um, I try not, I, I remember them to make sure I don't make them again, but you make them, you know? So for sure in that, in that time I have made them. So then that, the water business led to... So the water, the, it, like I said, I'm a, I'm a rabid entrepreneur. So what happened was Homescape LLC had started as a construction company in the boom, okay. right? So 2007, 2008, the market's booming. I said, well, I need to go put in windows and doors. And I, I did. I did some construction for a while. did okay. Got hurt on the job, decided to go back to school. When I went back to school, I turned Homescape LLC into a holding company. And I used whatever money I had to buy a little bit of stock because I was fascinated with the stock market. Now it's my first year in finance school. Finally get through that. I realized I don't want to be a banker. I'm in law school. And I changed my whole, my the stock and I started investing into small startups. So I started the water company with a few thousand dollars. And a Is that a partners. puppy behind you? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, is, is it, can we get a special guest appearance? Come here. I wish we could get a guest appearance. I know she's, I forget oh. she's here. Oh. Hi, Lola. That's Lola. She made a guest appearance on one of my vlogs. Hi, Lola. Hello, Lola. See, now, if I wasn't on video, I wouldn't even know Lola just know. joined us. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh, you guys got to check out the vlog. If you're listening, you know, hit us up on YouTube. Find Alaska Tracy and Nicholas Corian on YouTube. You'll find this video. And you are going video. to send me all those links as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Good, good, good. Okay, sorry, yeah, so, so I had So I started investing in startups. I invested, a, I started a water company. I learned how to build websites and blogs, and I realized a website is a business. So by the time I had graduated law school, I had developed over 30 websites in different oh, sectors. So oh. New York website design center.com. That's me. Connecticut web That's me. Servitude.com. That's me. Nikki nice.com. That's me. Taxdale.co. That's me. I got over 30. I, I was a big domain investor. Um, to rewind for one second, when I was 18, I bought happy hour magazine.com to start a magazine. You want to talk about a failure blew $15,000. I bought a brand new Mac, a brand new uh, camera for 500 bucks. Um, I had all the equipment all set to start this magazine. The only thing I didn't have was sales, right? It will kill any business or, a game, <laughs> or any kind of game plan. So I blew through $15,000, but I had bought this domain, happyhourmagazine.com. Like, back then, in 2000, it was like $7 for five years. It was really, really cheap. And long story short, a year later, somebody called me and bought it off of me for five hundred dollars. So I'm 19. Oh. It's 2000, 2001, and I realized I just made a five hundred, a, a five thousand percent return on a domain. Right, pure number speaking. I spent seven dollars. I sold it for five hundred. I said, 
wow, there's something here. So early on, I caught the bug with domain investing. Um, fast forward to 2009 when I was in law school. Now there's website platforms like Shopify and WordPress. You can actually build your own websites. Um, like I said, before I graduated law school, I built 30, 30 businesses. Some of them sell land. Some of them sell, um, you know, my coins and, and banknote collection. That's my geek, my hobby collection. You'll see me collecting silver and coins and, and, and banknotes from around the world. Um, so most of them sell services. So NicholasCoriano.com sells my business plan writing services. Um, Servitude sells services to file your LLC, to form your LLC or to form a business or to raise money, any kind of documents like that. So I, uh, that's where I am now. Now I'm at Homescape LLC and I'm holding on to all these ventures and they're growing like wildfire. And, um, you know, out of all the struggles I've had, what I realized is if you believe and you tell people what you're going to do, if you tell people, if you vocalize it after you visualize it, um, it happens. It happens. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. So in sync with all the people that I've been interviewing, uh, that's what that's what they've all said. They're uh, at Sue B uh, last week. Instagram expert Sue Zimmerman said, "I just started telling everybody I'm an Insta the Instagram expert." Yeah. Bingo. I mean, and then work, 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 work. Right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Don't miss out that element. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the piece. I know in business coaching, and uh, I think, and I think in life, we get hung up on social media, right? The compare and lose game, I call it. Scrolling, comparing ourselves to what others yeah, are doing yeah. when, in fact, we don't know what their bank account looks like. You know <laughs> really? what I like to do? And that's so true. This In this society, a lot of people deal with that. A lot of people that don't even talk about it deal with that. And I like to say, create, don't consume. Create, don't consume. So, you know, my, my, my me and my wife, to be candid, me and my wife had a conversation about this, and she said that, you know, she had this this ill feeling, she took Instagram off of her phone because you get this ill feeling kind of when you're looking. And, um, you know, she said, well, what's the difference? How do, she said, how do some people do? We just had a conversation, candid conversation about how do you think some people do it? And I started comparing the Kanye West, the Kim Kardashian, the P. Diddy, right? Because when you talk about social media influencer, they're at the top, right? Let's get real. We got, those, got the guys with 500,000, but let's get real. A, a tweet from Kim Kardashian is going to outpace any of those. And what, what I realized is that one, they're shameless. They're shameless. Even though to our president, Donald Trump, all the way to the top, right? They have this sense of when they do something, they're okay with themselves. They're okay with themselves. That's one. And two, I don't think, and I don't know these people personally, but I don't think they go onto Twitter or Instagram and watch. They go onto Twitter right. and Instagram and they produce something right. and they're out. You know, right. so... They're going I, I, to the I'm, bathroom in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer, you know, create, create, don't consume. There's nothing but bad news out there anyway. I put up a tweet that almost went viral. I like to say almost went viral, right? But it got a lot of couple retweets. Oh, not many, but it, it was about, you know, shut off the news. It was shut off the news because it's like, I watch the news every night somebody gets killed. You live in New York or, or any populated place, turn the news every night somebody gets shot, somebody got killed. It's like, I'm 35 years old. I've never seen anyone get killed. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm sure people have. But my point, my point is, if I watch the news, I'm led to believe that there's a, there's a murderer out of my, out of my door every single, right. every single day. It's like I've never seen a murder in my life. But I turn on the TV and every single day, they're telling me one has happened. Uh -huh. 
it's, it's the same a, it's a with lot. the neighborhood Nixel and home whatever watch and we have bears up here and granite they're they've gone rampant this year i mean they're yeah. just everywhere but everybody's posting them everywhere yeah and we live up on the mountain and and it's like yeah i could sit there and watch all the bear postings and never leave my house or exactly. i could carry my bear spray be loud when i'm you know take precautions and exactly. keep living life <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we digress um so what would be your ideal client today my ideal client bill yeah. gates <laughs> elon musk how about elon musk mark zuckerberg okay um, somebody's listening to the podcast my podcast. oh well who are who uh, could you all, help? all of you you know i have a if there's i'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs people business-minded on this podcast and what i would say is you know, at Servitude, when I started Servitude, with a C, by the way, guys, uh, Servitude, I, I said, my model is going to be, what do you need? So everything from the napkin to the NASDAQ, I like to say, everything from your idea, from a pure conceptual point, all the way to a billion dollar organization. I understand the tools. It's kind of, that's my passion. My passion is business, startups, is understanding everything about it. So my ideal client just tells me their problem and I reverse engineer their solution. So, um, and that's something for entrepreneurs, especially consulting entrepreneurs. If you guys are listening, I'm sure some of you guys are, if you guys are consulting or even products when you're selling products, but consulting, especially a client, someone's going to call you, someone's going to call you and depending on, you know, uh, what services you offer, what your, your forte is, your number one job should be to listen to them for two to three minutes. And after they're done talking for two to three minutes, you'll understand what they need. And then you go into your pitch. So it, be careful about when people say, well, what kind of client do you need? What kind of uh, offer? What do you offer? I would say, well, what do they need? And I'll tell you what my scope of service, because there's a lot. And uh, I think people minimize themselves too much. You know, I think people say to themselves, well, you got to be this one thing. Let's get real. Tracy is good at 10, 20 things, 30 things. She's not just good at one thing. You know what I mean? Nick is not just a business plan writer. Now, of course, for marketing efforts, sometimes you have to niche yourself there, right? You have to present yourself that way. But um, when it comes to services, you know, spread it out a little bit. You, you, there's maybe areas where you're, you have so much more value and add so much more value to the customer and get paid so much more. Um, I had a professor tell me once, not a professor, a mentor, really. And he told me, he said, there's this guy, he walks in, he tells me this story. He says, there's this guy, he walks into this billionaire's office and he has this idea that he think can make him $100 million. And if the idea works, the investor has to put in a million dollars and they split. So everybody gets 50 million, 50 million for a $1 million investment, right? So he walks into the investor's office, the billionaire's office, and he starts pitching them this idea, right? And the investor says, no, 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 I don't need that. But if you could do this, I give you $75 million. And the guy says, no, he's so hung up on his idea that he just walks out and he says, oh, the guy wanted nothing to do with it. Meanwhile, the thing that the guy asked him to do was within his circle of competence. And if he took it, he would have made 75 million. If he executed his deal, he would have made 50 million. The point is people will tell you what they need, right? People are gonna tell you exactly what they need. And if you're not opportunistic, if you're so focused on what you can provide and only providing that, you may not be able to, to scale to that next level when they, that opportunity presents itself. And you don't know how it's gonna look or present itself, right? It doesn't always look like Bill Gates knocking on the door. 
It could be a guy that really does have a really good idea and your, your strengths complement that, right? And you guys are able to grow together, so. And it's such a, a crazy world we live in. Like so many of the experts for years and years in social media and business and, and business have, have said niche, 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 have a 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 niche, one message. What's your message? What's your message? And now I think it's going the opposite. Now I think, it, I think it's, diversify. <laughs> I think you still need you still need that niche to get that base. Right. And then And then you're wide open. Right. Many streams of income. You're wide open, exactly. Yeah. So like I you know, two examples just from me and you looking at each other. Mine is business plan and me looking out at you, I see the, there's an Alaska niche, right? You have Alaska in front of your name. Okay, you're geographically niche. But you're not really geographically niche right. because you got a guy from Connecticut that's reaching out and you got services from all over. So that niche helps you identify a base. It makes it gives you a reality because they say when you market to everybody, you market to nobody. Right. You know, so I, I guess, you know, having a core base of people that know you for something that you've talked to for something is important for sure. Right, right. It's uh, it's an interesting world that we live in for sure. And I do business um planning as well. However, I do it through vision boarding. So I do vision board workshops, i.e. business plan on a vision board. Ooh, so it's I guess that's so funny. Me and you are vibing because I do business plans and literally my backdrop on my phone, I created a digital vision board. Ah, so we could, we could, yeah, help it has each other the out. Picture, you know, it has a picture of a, um, an ATM stub with $9 million in it. It has a picture of my stock account with two billion. It has a picture of a Ferrari. It has a picture of world peace. It has a picture of me and my wife in the year three thousand. Right. Wow. <laughs> if we're gonna visual, visualize it, so um, wow. Yeah, and a, even a set of abs, a set of abs in there, so I can get back. That's <laughs> so good. I can try to get back in shape. <laughs> that's good. Um, that's really, really good that you have that. And you take it one step further. I had somebody email me a couple of weeks ago looking for help with writing her resume. I don't do that. Any, I say any kind of writing, I'll take care of it. Okay. All right. So see, we are already making uh, alliances here where I could send business to Nick. And that's, the, the one thing that I've had to get over with doing this podcast has been, um, and if I could show it to you, my, my mantra in life is secret agent of God or spirit. I love that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a religious man. I know some people don't like to talk about I believe well, in God. I'm, <laughs> I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Okay. So secret agent of spirit. What that means to me is that I'm always looking for ways to help others. Uh, to grow this rich, wonderful, meaningful life. Mm -hmm. So this podcast came to be, and, and I question it every week. I scratch my head and go, so I'm doing this podcast, and I'm promoting all these other people. What's in it for me? So that's yeah. the truth. That's the scary, real truth of yeah. Alaska Tracy. And then every, every interview that I do, I go, ah, oh, this is why I'm doing it. Like, I have no idea really why I'm doing it, but I do. My goal is to help others, to enrich others' lives. Deals, so deals bring back, deals bring, it's funny you say that. Um, I'm doing the same thing. If you look at my vlog, if you type in Nicholas Coriano on YouTube, you'll find my vlog. 
my first video or my second video, I think it was my first video, I said, why am I vlogging on YouTube? And my goal was to make a billion millionaires. So literally, and then uh, a thousand billionaires and then a couple hundred trillionaires. So I want to, even, even if you're rich, I want to still help you move up the ladder, right? Um, but yeah, when you, when you help other people without wanting anything back, something, it comes back so much bigger. It comes back so much bigger. And if you, it's hard because a lot of people, right. what happens, they want that instant gratification. Right, and brains kick in, right? Like, yeah, they say, well, I need to get paid. What am I doing with my time? Yeah, yeah. What am I doing here, right? Should I be, is my time better spent somewhere else? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's why I always say, that's why I loved, you know, before we started even recording this, um, you know, you, you brought out that phone to tweet. And I said, that I just put up a vlog called The Double Whammy talking about how, how well do you use your time? When you drive, are you listening to an audible? When you vlog, are you tur turning it into a podcast, right? How is the, there's, a, there's a farmer out there that's going to go out there today and work 12 hours really hard, and he's going to get paid a certain amount. And there's a guy that's going to go out there and work half hour somewhere and get paid 10 times as much as that farmer. Why, right? Why? Because they were putting in that, they were using that, that double time. They were thinking about how their time was worth that much more. And I truly believe most people undervalue their time in life. Like, I mean, it's not about, it's not about money. It's about your time. You know? right. It's all you got. It's all you got, man. You know? So if you really value your time, you know, you're always thinking about how to multiply that effect. And the more you do that and giving back, I mean, what you're saying is, I can't, I can't say it enough. Like my, to put it in perspective, it's just something functional for an entrepreneur. Um, tweets. I, you can go out there and send tweets all day and just promote yourself and, and put out promotion, uh, motivational tweets on yourself. The second you start retweeting other people and start quoting other people, that's when you will get the hits. Exactly. That's when you will get the engagement. So it's like until you give, you can't. You can't get. It's very and, hard to get. Right. It's back to the basics. Give, 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 mm -hmm. give, and then talk about your awesome self. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I always say if, if you're providing, you know, to put it into numbers, if you're providing a service for $1,000 to someone, if someone is giving you $1,000, you should be adding $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 in value to them. If you follow that, that train of thought, you'll never, ever have a problem getting a customer. Ever, ever, ever. A billionaire will give you a million dollars if you're adding a hundred million to him. No problem, no problem whatsoever. So um, yeah, it's a focal point for entrepreneurs for sure. You know, that right. definitely keep in mind. What is, the, so many people are, what can I charge? What can I get? The question what is, no, I what get? can you give them? Right. What can you, how much can you give them? How much right. can you give them? Like even even me, right, I write business plans. I mean, you, we're, we're writing line, right? I write business plans. Am I cost competitive enough? Can I, I don't. I don't. I don't write the business plan. So oh, okay. if somebody comes to me and they want, you're going to be my go-to. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, sure. Facilitate workshops to help them create their vision business. Their vision, plan. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't write them. So now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can absolutely help you write that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll give you a list. I actually white label my services for entrepreneurs. So. I have my invoice and I'll give it to you. You can put your name on it and then we work out a commission-based structure. Yeah, um, yeah, the, because some people service. do just want somebody else to do all the writing for them. And Yeah, I'm, I think it's, it's yeah. a sign of intelligence when you get somebody that, if you're not good at something, 
you know, and you got the time and the resource or the resources to do it, and you can pay someone that's specialized in that, mm-hmm. then do it. You know, and I think that's I, I struggle with that, and I'm sure a lot of other solo entrepreneurs listening struggle with that. I struggle with the idea of having to let go and get people to do something else. Um, but the truth is, if you can't take a vacation from your your business, then your business runs your life. Exactly. So if you can't remove yourself from your business and your business still makes money, that's your goal. That's what should be most people's entrepreneurial goals. Most people want to be the Zuckerberg. No, man, I don't even want to be here. I want the business to make money and cut me a check. I, that's why I love the stock market, right? I love the idea of buying Boeing at 2.5%. Just send me that check. Make sure that check, right? That's a sustainable business. As a startup, your goal is to get there as fast as possible, right? It's to get to a point where Alaska Tracy podcasts are running and the audibles are downloading and clicking and delivering money when you're not there, yeah. right? Or creating enough digital products that, you know, um, will take you there. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something I keep in my focal point. And I definitely try to tell my the, the entrepreneurs that I consult with, you know, work on your business, not in your business. You, sometimes you're going to have to work in your business, but there's you got to take that day or two. I try at least once a day to step out. Right. Put it all down. And think, what would I do tomorrow if I had to start all over again? Yeah. Right. If if everything crashed, you want to talk? Here's another uh, another experience of a bad time that I bounced back from real quick. We had uh, I built ten. I told you I built thirty websites when I was in law school, and a lot of them were promotional websites for public companies. And one morning I wake up and I, I was hosting them on different servers: Bluehost, Blogger. Um, you can host your website wherever, right? GoDaddy. And they had hacked GoDaddy. And five of my websites where I had client work up, I was promoting client work, were down. I woke up in the morning, there was a pirate on the website. Oh. And, and I had bought these websites pre-made already, you know, so I had spent all this money to, to build these to build these websites. And that's when I figured out how to learn and build my own website. Because I was like, man, I just spent a couple thousand dollars to buy this collection of websites. And then a, there was a pirate. There was a pirate out of face. They had hacked. And I thought it was me. I, me being the young novice, I said, oh, man, I'm growing so big as a business. They hacked me. Uh, it, was, it wasn't it, right? They hacked GoDaddy. I just happened ah. to be a website. They had hacked like 100,000 websites all at one shot. Um, but, yeah, it taught me a couple lessons. One, you got to be, especially in tech, spread yourself out to make sure, you know, you don't know if YouTube's going to be around or, or Twitter's going to be around next year, you know. So keep that content downloaded somewhere that you can regurgitate it next year. You know, if you, if you do, let's let's take podcasting, for example, right? That's just an example that we're doing right now. If we shoot a hundred episodes of this podcast and then in the next three years, a new technology comes about that eliminates iTunes, right? Or eliminates that place where that, that content lies. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure to have that content to regurgitate it because they're still regurgitating content from 1930. Right? right, the same right, picture, right, right. the same picture from 1930 is getting relicensed. The same movie is getting relicensed. The same magazine cover is getting relicensed. The same music is getting relicensed. So anything audio or visual can get licensed again later. The question is, are do you have the content or did it get lost? Did you save it on somewhere? Um, and are you regurgitating? So the same, any kind of content that you could put somewhere else. So for example, if you were just a, let's say we didn't record this and you're a podcast out there and you're saying, oh, Nick, that's a great idea. I wish I could have recorded my podcast to put it on blogs. Well, if you go to Fiverr or some of these freelance websites, you can find someone to shoot a cartoon around your voice. 
And now, boom, you're on the you're on the visual element, right? Because your content is either visual, audio, right? I'm not. This is the first. I'm kind of thinking this out loud with you here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> audio, right? But those those two those content pieces are is what has been gotten. Look, the Jackson Five. You still hear there? They came out on a vinyl. Mm -hmm. They came out on a vinyl, and they're still selling that content thirty years later, right? In a different medium, so. Um, that's what I would say for any of us building content and I've, I've been getting more diligent about this too and it's hard because what happens is the content I shot in the year 2000 for happyhourmagazine.com is stuck on my Mac. It's stuck on a Mac the size like this, right? I got to get a CD to burn it and then once I burn the CD, my computer now doesn't have a CD player. Right? It's like, what, what am I doing with the CD? You got to transfer that over. So it's, it's complicated but the more you can regurgitate the content on on mediums right now, the easier really it gets to, to do that. And then hopefully right. somebody else is taking that content and regurgitating it. Right, right exactly. Well, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and seeing Absolutely. how your businesses grow, working with you, helping, you know, sending clients your way. And I hope the listeners, um, if anybody's stuck with business planning or, uh, any anything tech? Do you still do websites, Nick? Yeah, I do websites. I like to say, like I said, from the napkin to the Nasdaq. So investor okay. presentations, business plans. You need uh, projected financials. You need to form an LLC or a partnership or a corporation. I do that. Oh, that's um, good. And then uh, websites. So basically, as an entrepreneur, I've done all these things, right? I had to form my own LLC. I had to form my own corporation. I had to build my own website. So now that I learned, it's kind of my way of giving back to other entrepreneurs. And then sometimes they don't need that stuff. There's a lot of times clients come, you know, I say, just call me, call me for 15 minutes. You, even if you don't need anything, call me. You don't know what might happen. But in that 15 minutes, you, there's sometimes there are clients think they need one thing and they don't, you know. The number one thing that makes your business credible is a, is a, is a customer. That's it. You don't need exactly. anything else. A exactly. customer, no business Keep card, no podcast, no vlog, no nothing. Right, right. Simplify. Yeah. Well, I thank you for your time and all the information. I've learned a lot, and I Me hope too. the listeners have. And I thank everybody for joining in to this episode with Biz Vision, uh, Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. And remember to click the su subscribe button so that uh, the next episode can get put right into your inbox. Thank you for joining, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.